This is Paul Schneiderman. I am the host of a new show on Rainier, Rainier Avenue Radio Sports and Stuff. This is my inaugural show today. I work as an attorney in Seattle, and I have been an interview subject on Seattle radio and TV over the years and concerned mostly to sports law issues. And I now have this tremendous opportunity to host this sports and stuff show where we are going to be focusing on the legal, political, sociological, cultural, and business aspects of sports. And there's not a whole lot of shows around the country that have this particular focus with sports. So it's going to be a great experience. I want to thank a couple people who have made this opportunity happen for me to have the honor of hosting this show. One is Tony Benton, the station director of Rainier Avenue Radio. I also want to recognize Rick Dupree, the sports program director at Rainier Avenue Radio, who has been a very good mentor. Rick has a lot of broadcasting experience. Daniel Billis, who's a news director of the station, has been helpful in getting this show going. Brandon Wittes, an intern at the station, has been helpful. And also um, the production engineer here, Lucius Tenebris. Today, as my first guest on Sports and Stuff, I'm very honored to have Port Commissioner number one candidate, Bea Carudio Rico. Did I pronounce your name right, Bea? Yeah, almost. But more or less, it's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're going to work on that. And Bea is a candidate for the port, and we're going to learn more about Bea and a little bit more about what the port does, and we're going to hit heavily on the big Soto Arena issue, the arena, proposed arena that has generated a lot of port opposition and is definitely a big topic in our community. So before we get going on some of the policy details, Bea, why don't you share us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a supply chain and logistics engineer. I also studied business. And I've got 12 years of industry experience, mainly with the Boeing company. I was with Boeing for about seven years, worked on the 787 program, worked on uh, space systems. And uh, I've been involved with the nonprofit sector through some work with uh, the Asian Pacific Islander community. And my last uh, time has been at the port last few years, first as a development manager for the airport, our largest operation. And then, uh, most recently, strategic planning for the whole organization. So from maritime to aviation to inside uh, the organizational culture, things like that. So that's, uh, that's really my background. Uh, personally, I was born in the Philippines and uh, family immigrated here when I was two years old. And i um, happy to be here. And you're the first guest on Sports and Stuff. What yeah. What do you think of that? I, I'm. It's an honor. Thank you so much. That that will be a a, a a little footnote in your when your memoirs come out, right? <laughs> yes. So I want to ask you some more questions about this particular race. I see that you're challenging an incumbent, John Creighton, and the two other challengers besides Zubaya are Claudia Kaufman and Ryan Calkins. Tell me what makes you a superior candidate to the incumbent and his two other challengers. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, what's really important is the fact that I understand the operation. That's uh, that's the number one thing. To be able to uh, understand how your policies are going to be designed such that implementation is kept in mind and how effective it'll be is is invaluable. And I know this, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to you know beat a dead horse, but basically 
from someone that came from the inside, the painful part was the the lack of understanding from a commissioner of what we actually do. And so so that that is very important. Uh, the second piece is I'm a logistics and supply chain engineer. Uh, I studied uh, this engineering degree through MIT's program uh, in Spain, and we looked at uh, various ways and how to optimize the operation. So Port of Seattle, you know, to have that type of skill is very unique. And the, the, the part of a commission is you want a balanced commission. There's five of them. You don't want all lawyers. You don't want all, you know, uh, business people. You, you kind of want a mix. And so of all the races, even the ones in three and four, I'm, I'm the only one that could really see this from an operation standpoint, from being an inside, and also an engineer. And then the last thing, I'm the only one that's really focused, uh, one, on supporting the Soto Arena 100%, and two, thinking about the future, the future of jobs. And so one of my key platforms is uh, supporting space commercialization, for instance, supporting manufacturing. You know, there's a lot happening in the pipeline. I don't think we're ready. So I have that that interest and passion to really get ahead of all those changes. Did I read that correctly that you actually gave up your job at the port to run for this position? That's correct. I took a leave of absence. Uh, was it mandatory for you to, to no, resign? No, 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 no. Uh, legal had indicated I could stay, but I, I'm committed to to this race as well as wanting you know, wanting to have a voice because it's, it's difficult to have such a strong opinion opposing an incumbent while being inside. So that has really ever since, um, you know, ever since I filed for office, I thought it could stay, but it was, it proved to be quite difficult, especially as I start to have that voice against, you know. Could you ever see yourself working at the port again? Uh, depends on who's in the leadership for commission. So Hopefully that will be a commissioner. That would be the way I could work at the port. Um, if not, then I would have to, you know, stand by and see who's and be at the commission, is, you know, to see if I could support the organization. So what what are some of your issues with the current incumbent, Mr. Creighton? I know he's he's been a port commissioner, I believe, for what, two terms now? Is that correct? Right. What are your issues with Mr. Creighton as a port commissioner? Well, uh, so for me, I think of it very objectively. He's got, he had 12 years to really prove himself. And where he's lacking, I feel like, is just that being proactive in ways we can leverage the port resources. So he had 12 years to do it. Uh, we are behind. Uh, we're, we're spending a lot of money in ways that we shouldn't. And I feel that if you look at where we are within our operation, it, it's almost like we're always reacting. You know? Did Mr. Creighton have any experience working at the port before he assumed the position of port commissioner of a port commissioner? As far as I know, no, I, I didn't see that in his background. I came in, you know, in 2000 at the port of Seattle in 2014. He was, he was, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, 20, 2015, and uh, he he's a commissioner then, and then he was the president of the commission uh, last year. And this is where I had the biggest issue. Last year was where there were so many initiatives deployed that essentially he approved because he was the president of the commission. Uh, there were, I would say, at least six initiatives. And there's even a term that we use out in the, in, in the organization called initiative overload. And for him not understanding every, every time they put an initiative out there, the implications of what that will do to staff is really poor leadership on his end. You know? So there is, for example, the 
the change in working hours from the 37.5 work week to a 40 hour work week. And then you brought in the the procurement excellence initiative. And then there's the strategic positioning for growth initiative. And then there's the incentive pay initiative. I mean, I could I could count all these various initiatives. Did we did we implement them well? No. I think basically we need a commission that's very focused, you know, that that will do one thing really, really well and you know and focus Let on the next something thing. else, Beth. G- give me give the, the listeners here and me maybe a 30 second an- analysis or background of what the port actually is. Sure. Give give me like a Wikipedia couple sentence summary of what the port actually yeah, is and yeah, does. Definitely. Well, you've got the port, it's a economic development agency. They're responsible to keep the region strong and making sure that we have quality jobs, the jobs that matter. They manage the airport, which is the largest operation. They have uh, the ability to support the industry through their budget of half a half a billion dollars every year of spending. And uh, yeah, they bring in a lot of revenue and a lot of jobs for the region. So it's and then, not- And the port's its own governing body. Is it? Right, it's beyond, I, I like to educate to the community because not a lot of people know what the port is and it's beyond the cranes that you see and it's beyond the airport. Uh, they they can really support a lot of the infrastructure here for the economy to stay, you know, thriving. So so we're going to move to the Soto Arena subject in a couple minutes, but yeah. I want to get a few few more questions to you before we hit more heavily on the Soto sure. subject. So I believe there's five elected port commissioners, mm-hmm. and there's also a CEO, correct? Executive director. Now. Executive director now. Yeah. So let me ask you a question and and, and give me a little background on this. So the five port commissioners, do they set policy and the, I'm going to say CEO, I know you gave me their term, but does the CEO handle the day-to-day operations? Tell me about how the power works in the port. Who, who has the power, the five commissioners or the CEO? So the five commissioners have the power and the CEO manages the operation or the executive director. The way it's been happening right now is that the commissioners are, in my opinion, playing CEO. Mm-hmm. And they need to just trust who is leading and they need to trust the leadership team and trust the staff so that they can effectively uh, design and implement policies that will really help the region. What's happening is they're, they're in the weeds and we want to get out of the weeds uh, and, and let, let the staff do their job. So c- could a port majority override the CEO in, in a major decision or policy? I, in my in my opinion, it doesn't even seem that way. It seems like one commissioner is telling the CEO what to do, and then you got another commissioner, and then it's almost just like who's who's in charge. Well, who is in charge though? Who who, who has the final say in a major decision? The CEO or the or the or the? It, the it's the commission. Okay, yeah, it's the commission commissioners. president. Okay. Too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to speaking of of power in the port. Um, there is a city council member in Seattle. You probably heard of her, Kashama Sawant, mm-hmm. and Kashama Sawant during the Soto Arena street vacation vote, mm-hmm. I believe in April of 2016, referred to the port as a cesspool of corruption. What is your take on this council member, council member's comments? What's your take on her cesspool of corruption comments about the port? I would have to agree. Why? I, knowing what I know and just the way I've seen things past the decision-making it's not transparent. There's a lot of behind the scenes that we'll never know that occurred to make these decisions. 
and the dots just not are not connecting for some of the decisions that are supposed to be for uh, strengthening the, the economic region, you know, the economy for our region. So uh, in my opinion, I feel that we, we really need to assess some of the, the processes and procedures of the delegation of authority, all of that, um, the spending. That's one of the reasons why I'm promoting an open data policy. You know, it starts with just sharing everything that we have. It's a public agency. And and trusting that the processes that we have will will defend every decision. My my opinion is basically and why I agree is when you've got, for instance, the latest issue, the latest scandal is uh the two women that were fired are suing the port, you know, and they're spending millions of dollars defending the lawsuit. That's not what we should be spending our money on. If you have to redo the work, and we've been doing a lot of redo, that's not a good reflection of the leadership. I have this mentality of measure measure twice, cut once, and they've been they've been measuring once and just cutting once and redoing. This is Paul Schneiderman here, and I'm right now hosting sports and stuff, and I have as my guest right now Port Commissioner One candidate Bea Carrillo Rico. Yeah, you were just talking about the issues of corruption in the port. If the port is that corrupt of an organization, why do they seem to have so much clout and power in policy decision-making in our region? First issue is no one knows a lot about the port. Okay, the public is not as engaged. And so naturally, when there's not a lot of attention, there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes. You know, so that's one. The second piece I feel like is the uh, the power of money um, because they're they have access to the money and the people that are giving the money for you know for those that are going into the commission the elected position there's 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 a lot of complexity that occurs there and how you're beholden to your donors so for me as a grassroots candidate I'm very particular of who is supporting I want to make sure that when I have to make a decision, I really have the interest of the public, not my donors. Soto issue. We're gonna, now we're going to hit probably the yeah. Soto issue for the rest of, sure. the rest of this interview. Sure, sure. Um, there's a, a proposal I'm sure you're very familiar with to build an MBA suitable facility in the mm -hmm. Soto neighbor in Seattle. Yep. The port has expressed staunch opposition to this plan, and Chris Hansen's the lead um, person with this plan. Why is the port so opposed to it? Well, they voice the issue of the traffic and how it will impact operations. Uh, one, you know, issue of course is, and it's it's viable issue, is the uh, impact uh, to the maritime community and the industrial lands. Uh, and that's that's what's up front. You know, I my opinion to that is, uh, we need to look at the data. We really need to see where where the impact will occur. An impact study came out that, that the traffic situation can be mitigated in Soto right. with, a, with a Soto indoor arena. Does, does that matter? Uh, it matters, but it's all about how good your plan is. Anything is possible. You know, we've got, we're building airplanes that are flying, you know, spaceships even. If the community wants an arena, the poor Seattle has to make it happen. We, we just had the Northwest Seaport Alliance uh, created. So that's a partnership with the Port of Tacoma and the Port of Seattle. I don't understand why we can't leverage that partnership even more to accommodate some more of the industrial work 
with our partnership with the Port of Tacoma. That's one, one thought. The, as a logistics person and engineer, I always think about capacity and supply chain, like, you know, the demand and the supply. So the, the demand is Soda Arena, you know, happening there. So how do, we, how do we move some of the parts so that it can work? And the issue is I feel like there is a lack of understanding in operations and so are you conditionally in favor of a soda arena? Do, 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 you want, do you want to see more traffic studies? Is that your position? Are you in favor of it as it's presented right now? I'm, I'm in favor of it as it is right now. My, my, I've been very clear on my position. I'm the only one that's really taking a strong stance on it because there is a value to having a sports team, the basketball team, coming back fast. So my, my objective is which is the fastest option? You know, as long as it's contributing to the economy, we'll figure out operation. The fact that we are complaining about, not we, but the Port of Seattle is having an issue with Occidental Avenue. To me, there is a bigger issue to talk about, and that's operational resiliency. You know, my and, and coming from a manufacturing background, we shouldn't have a single point of failure. You know, we got to be able to accommodate whatever happens they, uh, yeah. Chris Hansen's plan, he's also willing to help pay for traffic mitigation. Right. He's willing to help, I believe, contribute to the Lander right. Overpass. Right, right. I've read the Lander Overpass is a $140 million plan. $100 million has been raised. $45 million has been, the feds are willing to contribute. The yeah. port's willing to contribute $5 million. So could a case be made it's in the port's, in, port's interest to support the Soda Arena because Hansen will help pay for these traffic mitigation um, oh, improvements yeah. the port wants. I I feel like it's all there. At the end of the day, it's all politics. It it really is, and we'll we'll never know. All so by the port opposing the Soda Arena, are they hurting themselves in creating more of a funding gap for the Lander Overpass? They is that a way to look at it? That it is. It it's it's so, and that's what's really frustrating. And one of the reasons why I've been vocal about it um, is they're spending so much money in this when all that money could be going into where we need to have improvements in our operation. Yeah. Is the port, what role is the, is the port playing right now Bea, in the uh, key arena proposed plan? I've read, I may not have the, all the facts down perfectly, I've read the port might be playing some role in helping to fund a key arena proposal. Fill me in on what the port is doing or not doing in the key arena proposal. Right. So, it's, okay, I just want to clarify that I haven't been involved in that sense, and I did take a leave of absence, but what I have read is that they've uh, partnered with some people in the media and that they've hired consultants to create a narrative for the public to understand why the key arena is a better option. So I... Is that taxpayer money ultimately that's being used for that? Well, $77 million coming from the tax levy. Yeah, I would say there's there's public funds being used for for creating narratives. Is it, is it a big power issue with the port? Because I don't remember that there was any vocal port opposition to the Safeco Field plan in the 90s or the Century Link plan in the 90s. Yeah. Is, is, is there, what, what's their big hang up with this now? I think it's, uh, it's not just a power issue. I think it's just a control issue. Uh, and, and you need a leadership that is okay to collaborate and, you know, share the resources of the port. It's almost like they're protecting a sandbox just to protect a sandbox. And that's not how I feel the, the commission that's should be. That's a good be. analogy. Just protect a sandbox. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah. It's... We got Paul Schneiderman here. I'm hosting sports and stuff. I have as my first distinguished guest, 
support commissioner candidate for position one, um, Bea Carrillo Rico. Um, we, you mentioned earlier that the port commissioners basically control port policy, mm -hmm. and there's five commissioners, correct? Yep, yep. So if there's a pro-SOTO majority on the port mm -hmm. beginning in early 2018, mm -hmm. yep. if three out of five commissioners say yes to SOTO, right. would that quash the port's opposition, the SOTO plan? There would be a lot of uh, questioning as to where money is spent if it's not supporting the NBA team coming back. You know, okay, so, so, so if, if, so if uh, you get three people, for instance, that are pro Soto, it, it should be, it should be a very, you know, fast, faster process because what I would see, and this is something I'd work with the commission on is supporting, like providing funds, for example, to the Seattle sports commission to make sure that this region is seen as a, as the choice for bringing an NBA team back. Do you think that a pro-SOTO majority on the Port Commission would fundamentally change this whole discussion about the Port's opposition. Yes. There's many, many ways that we could, I could see that happening. There's the funding piece. There's getting the, the support from other elected officials to understand that don't worry about Port operations. We'll figure it out. You know, we've got a capable organization. We've got a lot of uh, talent and technology to deploy, you know, we can't, we can't be a single point of failure here to make this and I'm work. I'm sorry, there's a new name for the CEO, no longer called CEO. What's the new name for the CEO? Of the Executive board? director. Executive director. So if, if, if three out of five, at least three out of five commissioners say yes on the Soda Arena plan, but the executive director still says no, how's that going to play out? I don't see how that would play out because the executive director will need to make it work. Is executive director an at-will employee? Can he or she be, be let go? It's an at-will employee, yeah. Okay, okay. There's a contract, but at-will, right. basically. Right, Okay. All right, man. So politicians, as you know, we all know, make promises. Sometimes politicians don't follow through on promises for all sorts of reasons. Can you tell the voters what you specifically plan to do to help the Soto Arena cause when you're elected on the port to port? Definitely. So... Working really closely and ensuring that the money was spent will go towards the right places and not uh, probably, not probably, will not continue this funding for a key arena narrative. Uh, what I can guarantee is, what I would love to see, for instance, is some uh, policies that will support sports, you know, and the community for sports. And I haven't seen that at all in the commission. Uh, the sports industry is an economic driver as well. So one one focus I, I do plan to do is understanding where we can allocate some funding with all our operations to make sure that it's it's going to benefit the community with regards to sports like Soto, the Soto Arena. I've looked at your website. I'm looking at your shirt right now. It says rocketbeat.com right now, and it has a Sort of old school Seattle Sonics yep. kind of quasi emblem on it. Right. So you're you're obviously a very open supporter of the Soto Arena. What kind of reaction have you gotten from some of the Port anti Soto people to your position here? What's the behind the scenes reaction? Yeah, it, there, isn't there are some even coworkers and you know some folks and it's a mix, right? I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get specific here, but uh, I've gotten 
a lot of support for it. Some people are applauding, especially from the community of port people. But also on the other end, that's like, how could you do that? I can't vote for you anymore. It's like, what are you talking about? Give me, give me some data. Show me exactly where the impact is. When you talk about maritime and industrial lands displacements, show me where it, it's going to get hurt. You know, because as far as I've seen, I, I, it looks like there's a way to to balance the two needs. Do you think? Do you think the port? Mayor has has overpowered the current mayor Ed Murray and the majority of the city council. Has their influence been just way disproportionate? Well, definitely. I mean, look at look at how they decided last year. It's uh, it's the fact that we have the responsibility to make sure that trade is strong and commerce is strong and the economy. That of course is very important to city council and the mayor. So. The message there is just a, a strong partnership, not just with the city, but with the county. You know, Dow Constantine and I met, uh, you know, at a, an event, and he talked about, you know, there could be potentially some ways there strong partnership with the county versus kind of being in our own little island, doing our own little thing at the Port of Seattle. Let me ask you a question. If the Soda Arena does not happen, say it ends up being a key arena or the the Seattle area indoor arena for right. winter sports ends up being at a location other than soda, yeah, which is yeah. entirely possible. Do you think there's going to be some fallout against the port? That's the first part of my question. Second part of my question is, has the port considered the fallout that even if they get their way on Soto, there may be some long-term animosity? Well, give me your insights on those two questions. Yeah, there will be a lot of money spending trying to, you know, you know, basically invest in a public image. And for me, that's wasteful. I feel like if that actually happens, if the key arena actually happens, then what I would need to do if I am elected is solve the problem on traffic. You know, you just got to make it work. I don't, I don't, one message I would like to communicate out there is doing this in a very peaceful, unified way. And if for some reason key arena gets chosen, we, you know, that'll be a sad story, but we got to make it work and we got to move forward. But I'm I'm pro soda and I want to make that work because that is the solution. But you would agree, regardless, the port may have some fences to mend. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're winding down. I think we have less than one minute left. Um, it's just been a pleasure to have you on as my first guest. I think we could chat about this a lot longer. We can yeah. go on another half hour, hour on a lot yeah. of these issues. But thank you for coming today. Any any final thoughts on your race or the port you want to share? I would love to share to people that there is a low turnout for votes for primaries and uh, we need to get the word out. You know, my message to supporters is just tell 10 friends, you know, and then ask those 10 friends to tell more, to 10 more friends uh, because this is the opportunity to really make a difference. So I hope that uh, I get the support and that I can at least stay on for the general election. Great. Thanks for coming today. Yeah, thank you.